you're going through all sorts of emotions and thoughts but instead of identifying with those thoughts and giving those thoughts and emotions power you're just observing them and that's the art of mindfulness bring yourself at a calm state and just relax and bring down that reality in a way where now you're not being diverted by those thoughts when you're angry it's like holding on to a burning coal at the end only you get burned Greg Braden I mean he he's where I kind of learned the practice of setting an intention um you know and it's to feel as if it's already happened yes. it's kind of like that rain dance prayer yeah. uh, in his book the the lost mode of prayer yeah. um you know it actually talks about that lo- that hidden fifth mode that people um just kind of it it just I guess it just wasn't there anymore in the biblical texts, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, at some point, somewhere along the way, that's what happened. But then there's, it's just the feeling as if it's already happened, really just kind of removing time yeah. and just basically saying, hey, you know, what would happen if time was an illusion yeah. and if I decide to say this prayer? Yeah. And next thing you know, you're, you're deciding to evoke the feeling because as soon as you evoke the feeling it's already happened in some other reality right yeah absolutely and that's going back to like the state change so basically when you're praying from a place of lack which is like oh god like i really want this right and it's the feeling that it's backed with so it's almost like you're saying you want that thing but if you're in your heart feeling as if i don't have this thing yet then it's coming from a place of lack and it's very difficult to then like create it and uh, manifest it because it's almost like you're doing it from a place of lack and that feeling is creating more of your reality. But the fifth mode of prayer, praying from a state of, okay, it's already happened. Or even if it's like not, it's already happened because you don't want to feel delusional. Hmm. Um, it can be from a place of trust and faith where it's like, I've asked God for it. I have a hundred percent trust and faith in God. And I know now the greatest outcome will come about. Doing it from that place is from a place of faith. It's from a place of gratitude, appreciation, love. And when you're feeling all those emotions in your heart, it's much easier to create the reality that you want. So I guess that's the whole process of letting go. Because you know, like as Abraham Hicks would put it, like, you know, you've, you've, you, you just experienced some contrast. Without contrast, you wouldn't know what you want. Exactly. Like, we wouldn't be able to, you know, find more space, uh, you know, a bigger home or whatever. You know, if we yeah. didn't know what we wanted, that came from contrast, right? Yeah. And then, you know, you basically express your desire, express your intent. However, there is a point where you have to create uh, less separation between uh, what is it that, you know, where you feel like you're at and you know where you feel like you know you're not at it's like the whole analogy that you know uh, esther talked about uh with the concept of the car in the garage right yeah. and and it's like I oh I, one, I, I yeah. it's like i see the car is not there or it's just not there and now you're basically affirming to yourself it's not there that's what's introducing more separation from your reality because yeah. intuitively you know that reality exists it's evoking that feeling it's it's there yeah. it has to be there exactly but then yeah. why is it not there it's yeah. because you're focusing on the yeah. ladder right? and that's where i feel like you know the law of attraction is labeled like so esoteric and woo woo because i feel like people just don't understand the whole concept of law of attraction where it's not like you know you're pretending as if oh yeah no you know you're living in a f- 
1,000 square foot home, but you're imagining it to be a 5,000 square foot home. And now you're telling everyone and, you know, you, you feel delusional. That's not the point. The point is like the feeling that's, that it's backed with, right? So it's more so about like, what would it feel like to live in a 5,000 square foot home? What are the levels of appreciation you would feel, gratitude? And now feel those things, like become that person in the That's now. where affirmations come in. Yeah. That's where, you know, affirmations can really start to um, add like this great layer on top of that. I mean, Louise Hay is amazing at that, yeah. like, and, and really uh, honing down on that and how affirmations and choosing specific words, uh, you know, and really, you know, bringing transformational vocabulary within mm-hmm. you. Tony Absolutely. Robbins actually, you know, he wrote in, in, in his book, Awakening the Giant Within, like talks about transformational vocabulary, yeah. you know, choosing the words internally that you use and externally yeah exactly like so you know just being so cognizant of what words you're using for example if you keep going around saying oh i'm stressed i'm so stressed i'm feeling so stressed how are you gonna feel right i'm Um, tired i'm so tired like you know yeah yes it's very important to just be very mindful of what words you're using I love mindfulness so you know how much i love mindfulness um but mindfulness is really like you know always observing yourself mm-hmm. it's like you know i know eckhart tolle is one of our favorite authors and he talks about becoming the observer yeah where you know like you're going through all sorts of emotions and thoughts but instead of identifying with those thoughts and giving those thoughts and emotions power you're just observing them and that's the art of mindfulness mm-hmm. um and you can do that then you know during a day-to-day right you can just be observant because that's when they really show up you know many times and it'll make things easier for you when you're actually meditating because i think the biggest thing that i hear sometimes people say is oh you know i can't sit through a meditation i just can't sit through it well that's because that's what your life is like i mean that's what your reality is like you probably can't sit through anything actually because you know you've got this um you know thought process these thought patterns that you're dealing with yeah Yeah, and and the funny thing is you know, with these thought patterns, they sort of go like that, right? Down the rabbit hole. Down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And now next thing you know, you've triggered, you know, all sorts of sympathetic responses that you don't need right now. Yeah. Um, you're not in a calm state. Now, not to say, you know, like, um, you know, sympathetic responses are actually good sometimes. I mean, it's there. I mean, there's a reason why the orgasm is a sympathetic response. Yeah. You know, it, it is like there are different reasons. However, you have to sometimes calm you know bring yourself at a calm state and just relax and bring down that reality in a way where now you're not being diverted by those thoughts not having that switch brain your your attention can be split yeah exactly and what happens with most people is that they're imagining the worst case scenario so those thoughts lead to imagining this worst case scenario but imagine if you turned it over its head and started imagining the best case scenario i mean why are we so wired to feel like what could go wrong when we can focus on what could go right right and and the beautiful thing is the quicker you're able to it's not to say you're going to be delusional and now Mm -hmm. you're like you know there are no weeds like you know there are no weeds but the thing is that you know you can actually start to acknowledge that come to terms with it a lot quicker and as you start to get into the practice you release it 
right? You just yeah. you just release it, yeah. and uh, the interesting thing is, as you release it more, as you release it more, you're much better at expressing your desires. You're like, oh, I want that. Yeah. Okay, boom, it's here. Yeah, yep. Because you're eliminating the time, space separation with what you want. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Another thing that you know, like I feel. Is amazing, amazing, amazing for stress is yoga. And what I find really amazing about yoga is that it really helps cultivate the mind-body connection. So basically, like it's very different from sports because what happens with sports is that yes, you're exercising that mind-body connection. Like I've seen you play squash, and yes, that's a lot of like focus that goes into the sport. So you're definitely cultivating the mind-body connection there. By yoga, it's like in a very relaxed state, in a very mindful state, like with your parasympathetic nervous system turned on, you're really um, establishing that mind-body connection. So what do I mean by, by that? Like some people are highly analytical, so they're always in their mind. And then some people are very kinesthetic, um, so they're always in their body. And like for this is very common with athletes they're usually in their body and they don't really they're not really aware of what's going on in the mind and for analytical people it's the opposite where they don't really know what's going on with their body so yoga really helps bring that balance and harmony and creates that communication between the left hemisphere of the brain and um the right hemisphere of the brain it's it creates that heart brain coherence so now you're like more in tune with your body and your mind at the same time. And like studies show that not only does that impact uh, cortisol levels and bring those down, but it also increases your heart rate variability. Where so basically your heart rate variability is an indicator of how well you manage stress, not like how frequently you experience stress, but how you manage stress. So heart rate variability is a direct factor that shows us how well you manage and cope with stress. The Heart Math Institute has done a great, tremendous yeah. amount of research, you yeah. know, uh, in making that happen, you know. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of interesting because I guess it's a measurement of the space between the pulses, right? The beats, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And the interesting thing about that is that you can actually then start to determine more openness and you know and and you know having achieving heart coherence is one thing i guess it comes through that ascension of energy which i guess yoga can actually help you do because there's different forms yeah, there's the kundalini. kundalini yoga yeah so then i guess you know the energy didn't really kind of comes from you know down below and then up up the chakras right yeah. um so now with that ascension of that energy you've got like essentially you know it you'll feel it like what if you if you do this right you start to have yeah. it you feel your heart the actually heart start to center. respond yeah. it responds mm -hmm. right yeah so the heart is the center so it's very like i guess very significant mm -hmm. in that ascension of energy um so opening your heart if you just feel as if you're breathing from your heart so just picture your heart with nostrils and it's like your heart is breathing in and breathing out. Inhale yeah. and exhale through your heart. You begin to really experience 
that heart brain coherence yeah and i the interesting thing is then it actually becomes an avenue for healing it actually starts to open up and that's you know one of the one of the ways that um not only are you healing yourself because you're opening your heart but now you're allowing yourself to be a vessel for healing yeah. which is why we have now all of a sudden a lot of healers showing up on yeah. this planet lo and behold they are healers it's true they are healers because um they now have locked into the ability to achieve better heart coherence and that allows them to just simply be a vessel for the healing um you know which is why many great healers don't try to identify with it because they really feel like they're not even doing the work yeah. they're a vessel for it but it, yeah. it actually comes through and now you're able to actually deliver that energy right and essentially you're able to do that you're yeah. able to work uh with healers uh and everything and you know when yeah you, when that's where like reiki or energy healing really comes in and it's it's so beneficial like we've seen it happen in like right in front of our eyes right yeah i mean uh, what was really interesting was when we when we went to go see dr joe dispensa yeah. you know and a lot of uh you know we, we were part of a lot of coherent healing sessions over there yeah. it was like very crazy to have like six or seven people formed around one person who just needs it and now all of a sudden you're feeling that energy oh, yeah. as well because not only is that healing energy given it's shared it's actually yeah it it's heals so beautiful, you in the process right? like the process of healing someone else also heals you in the process and what i found really amazing is like the collective so if you have a healing circle but there's more people the the more the number of people the more the healing that takes place in the room mm. um and one of the things that like confirmed that for me was that you know when dr joe said okay everyone tune in to the energy of the room right mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i felt this intense energy like it was much more intensified mm -hmm. than what you would feel at an individual level yeah so it's like this collective coherent healing that's taking place in a room and the more people you have in the room the more intensified the healing sign up now to get free lifetime access to four premium meditations from our app retreat sounds you'll get special complimentary access to some of our best meditations found nowhere else these meditations have been carefully and intentionally crafted by our team of sound engineers and musicians and have specific brainwave frequencies integrated to induce states that get you the results We've included one of our top meditations, Centered, which includes theta brainwave frequencies to drive deep states of relaxation and immediate heart centering. This increases your suggestibility to all possibilities, such as hitting your health goals or becoming financially free. We know you'll love these meditations, as Ramsha and I both regularly listen to them as they've had a huge impact on our lives. They were crucial for finding inner balance, and we wouldn't have had anywhere close to the results we've had today. Go to the special link we've set up for you, retreatsounds.com slash free. We know how much they can help, which is why we've gifted them exclusively for our awesome listeners. So then as you now start to do that and you start to actually, you know, build that state, you actually find mastery. It's like a skill, right? Yeah. Really, it really is at the end of the day. And as you start to build that as like a skill, yeah. um, you can start to do that. And that is kind of, you know, why we ended up, you know, working so, so hard and diligently to build meditations for ourselves, you know, yeah. and to be able to now do that, that's going to actually help us, 
start to continue to achieve those states. And that's how we are able to move and navigate out of each and every single state. So yeah. for example, um, there's times where I'm like, holy crap, I just, you know, I just worked for four hours straight. I'm feeling it. Like, I'm like, and you know, you just want to, a part of you is like, I want to finish, finish and, and I, I want to get it done, right? But then you're just kind of like, okay, you know what? It's, it's important that you recognize that you, when you're pushing yourself. Yeah. The minute you recognize it, you're able to say, okay, you know what? It would probably help that I go, you know, meditate for like 15 minutes or so. And as just as little as 15 minutes, you're able to make a shift. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the centered meditation that we're actually giving for free, as we've already agreed, is gonna actually help you achieve heart coherence because it, it the, the deep theta brain waves are going to evoke that heart opening, right? And as yeah. you just start to relax and as you start to, and that's where you're just like, whoa, yeah. okay, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> and now there is actually like research supporting that when it comes to the CNS, the central nervous system, the chemical signals sent from the heart to the brain are actually, actually significantly higher than the number of chemical signals that are sent from the brain to the heart. Yeah, it's the other way around, a, yeah. up the vagus nerve, Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Which is why, um, you know, the centered meditation, I found it very helpful for me because I can instantly feel my heart responding to it right away. Mm, got it. Yeah. And, and that's the interesting thing. And, you know, with just as little as 15 minutes, I realized that that was an investment in the state, right? So rather than taking hours being stressed out in front of a computer, I was able to come back, meditate, get that 15 minutes meditation, come back to the computer. I'm like, whoa, I'm yeah. feeling appreciated. Like a different person. Yeah. I'm grateful. Wait. And, you know, as even Dr. Joe even has put it, you know, like you are actually becoming you know the future you are like being the future as yeah well, right? and like so. when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change as uh wayne dyer once said so what begins to happen is like okay you left the computer in that state but you come back to the computer in a completely different state and now your reality like is shifted because you know the reticular activation system it actually just it, like looks for things that you're already thinking about so it's very like um filtered um so for example like if let's say you just learn about um you know geranium essential oil and now you're seeing geranium essential oil pop up everywhere well that's your reticular activation system mm -hmm. those things were already in your reality but now you're filtering perception yeah to now see that more and more yeah so what happens with this instant state change is your reticular activation system is recalibrated so when you come back if it was an email that upset you now suddenly you come back and that email is nowhere in your reality and instead you see something really positive that you know like oh well you just noticed you know the revenues for your business actually went up by 15 percent this month that's because you one. meditated on that state exactly you decided that you're not going to be a past version of yourself yeah. you meditated on the state of that future version of yourself and now you've decided to let go and you've said you know what i'm not going to try and change matter by matter as dr joe exactly. once said you know you are basically deciding to change the information we are 
uh, 99.999999% information. Exactly, yeah. And the, the thing is, like, where you put your focus is where you put your energy. That's why, like, I've completely stopped responding to, like, people and, like, their reactions or, like, an email. It just doesn't stress me. It doesn't make me feel, you know, any negative emotions anymore because I'm, like... You know, like, why would I direct my energy towards that? Or, you know, why would I give my energy to this problem or this person when really that energy can be used for something so much better, right? So that's really about, like, you know, um, directing your energy towards the right things and directing your focus towards the right things. And it's so helpful. I mean, like, you know, the Buddha said that when you're angry, it's like holding on to a burning coal at the end only you get burned but that's that's the thing with any negative emotion like we feel if someone you know stresses us out by something they said or you know how they uh, behave towards you now only you're getting affected but the minute you decide to like forgive and let go like forgiveness is actually a very selfish act it actually benefits you so we've somehow i don't know why i think it's so twisted when you really think about it but somehow we feel if we're directing negative emotions towards a person that person is getting affected but the irony of the situation is no you're the one getting affected right exactly. that's yeah. the one thing I, I you know i learned when we when we uh you know spent a good amount of time with bob and linda proctor mm-hmm. you know and the interesting thing is that their intense focus on the solution was yeah. has always been so fantastic and even sandy gallagher like yeah. you know they they're all like just incredible at keeping the vibration of the solution right and that's really you know super important because as you start to maintain the vibration of the solution you 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 begin to stay there you know and yeah you you can acknowledge the contrast uh, uh, you know and as you start to acknowledge the contrast you begin to immediately make a shift of your focus immediately absolutely yeah and forgiveness is so huge as well like that's another thing that i learned from bob proctor and sandy gallagher uh where they tell you to forgive three people every day like um after your meditation forgive three people and then send love to them Mm -hmm. which is so amazing because you're almost kind of like you know rewriting the past in a way and you're not letting your past dictate your present and your future and just kind of you know, making peace with those people because you don't want that creating your reality in the present and in the future. And I found that to be so, so helpful. It's like chords, right? Yeah. I mean, we first learned, uh, you know, about these chords when we went to go see, see Gabby Bernstein, yeah. uh, you know, at a Hay House conference yeah. and she started talking about chords. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, like chords, yeah. like, you know, and yeah, like you can, yeah. you can actually have your energetic cords going to those people. Wow. And if you, if you look at it like energetically, yeah, it's true. They'll show up in your energetic, you know, field. And you have the, you'll, you'll actually make them a part of your serendipities as well. Exactly. Now yeah. you're like, you're like, oh, this person again. Well, why do you think this person keeps popping up in your reality? Because you're inviting them. You're inviting them to the party. Right? But but it's also kind of beautiful because that person might be there to teach, teach you, you a lesson. That's so true. That's so true. And that's what I usually do. Like, you know, Louise Hay has also contributed so much to like forgiveness work as well. And so like I took from a lot of different places to develop my own forgiveness practice. But it's almost like you forgive the person, you send love. 
and then you also see what lesson did they teach you mm-hmm. how did it help you become a better person and like all of the time you'll always like i know like some of some of us have been through very difficult experiences and they're like oh you know Ramsha, i don't know what you're talking about i don't know how i can possibly forgive this person and i can understand and i can really like empathize with that as well however if you just you know just making that choice to forgive you don't have to say you know okay yeah i really dislike this person and they made me feel so terrible or you know this event happened and but just making that choice choice is so powerful we're just saying and this is louise hay again like she's amazing um we're just saying the words i am willing to forgive you know that's like everything else just falls into place you'll you know it's already you've taken the first step you've surrendered and now it's just gonna happen like you don't know how but you will forgive the person there's some more direct and easy ways too i guess uh, you know i learned from you that haponopono prayer oh yeah i love that one yeah i love that one so i have a bracelet as well haponopono is beautiful um so basically it means i'm sorry i forgive you thank you i love you which is beautiful because a lot of us forgive others but we don't forgive ourselves so it even when it's like an event that where you may have felt as if you're the perpetrator or you feel terrible for you have to forgive yourself you know and in order to like forgive others it's very important to practice self-forgiveness you know like your compassion is incomplete until you practice self-compassion so that's why i love that simple prayer it's such a simple word hoponopono but i'm sorry instantly when you say i'm sorry you've forgiven yourself then you say I forgive you, which is now you've forgiven the other person. Thank you, which is like acknowledging the lesson or how they've helped you grow. And then I love you, which is just coming back to a state of love. Mm. And the interesting thing is that you start to realize that a lot of the connections are, again, they are, you know, there's a reason why they say the gut is your second brain because your gut makes connections the same way that your brain does. So that's why we can feel emotions like guilt or anything like that through the gut because now all of a sudden those nerves, they're like a collection of neurons that can happen in different places in your body. So now you're releasing all of that. Exactly, yeah, it's so wonderful. I really love the practice of forgiveness so much. And if you, you can even meditate with the word Haponopono. So if you just sit there in silence for like five minutes, um, you know, just uh, say Haponopono 111 times. It's so impactful. Like anytime mm-hmm. you feel the need to forgive someone, you can do that meditation as well. Um, another thing that I wanted to just mention is like forgiveness work is so important because what happens if you don't forgive an event from your past is that you keep recreating mm-hmm. uh, that event in your present and in your future so like for example if it's like um you know most people think that oh this person is really making me feel this way and um i don't want them to be a part of my reality anymore okay so now you stop talking to that person but then another person shows up exactly like that person why do you think that is right because it's almost like you haven't forgiven the past you haven't learned the lesson it's almost like identifying in that moment okay what is this person trying to teach me and just taking responsibility like 
if um you know and this is another amazing technique um that i learned from the untethered soul is like if someone is making you feel a specific way who sees that feeling who feels that feeling and ultimately you take responsibility because it's like you see that feeling you feel that feeling so what you're saying someone else is causing you to feel is actually within you right mm, and that is something that's huge in couples yeah. yes. because couples they you know the biggest thing is somewhere along the way we miss each other and that usually happens because you know one person's in one place and the other person's in another place they might be saying the same thing speaking the miscommunication different, yeah, yeah different languages because as we know like men and women can sometimes speak very different languages mm-hmm. yeah. and the interesting thing is that sympathetic responses and the parasympathetic responses are different and they vary in, um, with men and women as well but at the same time you know it, it's important to keep this in mind even when having discussions you know and just being forgiving enough to recognize you know when your significant other or spouse is just having you know a hard time or not yeah you know? and a great um tool for that like as well is that especially this is especially true between couples but we focus so much on like what they did in the now that we forget everything else like so it's almost like like oh my gosh, he did this. He doesn't care about me. But then at the same time, it's like, wait, but what are all the other times that he has shown you that he does care? So it's like this automatic response where you're like, all that matters is this event and all the other events go out the window and you're not even considering all the other events that define that person. Wow. Where you're just like, okay, how can you define this person right now with just this one event that's not fair right Mm. so automatically in that moment if it's like oh my gosh he doesn't care about me at all and that feeling can be so intense but if you can just be mindful and you're like but hey what are all the other times where he has shown me that he does care then automatically you're seeing the situation much more holistically and you're not defining that person with that one event you're seeing them as a whole and you're like okay now you're focusing on the event so now your focus has shifted so of course by all means like address with the person hey you know i know you did this and it made me feel this way but i remember all the times that you have showed me the complete opposite so i know it's not a reflection of who you are but you know let's try and change this on how we approach things so that it doesn't make me feel this way anymore exactly it's it's a very you know these are these are sometimes stress responses and um and as men i think you know like compassion goes a long way compassion as a word has such great energy um and it's i think it's it's actually the word of now like this this era because it's an emerging with it's an it's an energy with an emerging consciousness consciousness as well and the interesting thing about this is that men are are looking to practice balance out their energy um, because it is about harmony between the balance between the masculine and the feminine right Mm -hmm. and and as men start to find that more they'll be listening more to the needs uh, you know as well you know with that being said i think this has been great yeah yeah oh another thing um that i mentioned was like the quiz that we created about the stressor types so the stressor types can be very very different like for some person you know um social situations can be very stressful for another person like you know because they're a perfectionist if things don't go their way or feel out of control they respond 
uh, stressfully to that situation. So there's this amazing um, quiz that we created which helps you discover which stressor type you are so that you know what are your stress triggers and knowing that really um, helps you understand like what kind of practices will be most helpful in relieving stress for you.